Thank you for tuning in to Detail Memoirs. This episode is brought to you by Rotafest and Zenware. Rotafest is the most powerful mobile invoicing software designed for auto detailers and recon professionals on the market today. More than just a mobile invoicing app, it gives you a complete suite of tools to manage your business. Yes, it has a mobile app designed for the iPhone and Android to decode the VIN and create an invoice in the field. But it also includes integration with QuickBooks, customer management tools, text and email reminders, reports, and now inventory management is included in this powerful suite of tools. Learn more about Rotafest at rotafest.com. Good day, gents and ladies, and welcome to a special edition of Rotafest Detail Memoirs. I'm Jody. And I'm Rod, and we're starting a new series called Business 101, and today is the first episode. And we're super excited because over the last 12 years, we have worked with so many businesses um, to help them get started, to bring in software, to streamline their operations. And as we have answered questions and worked with different clients, we often go to the man who knows everything. It's all knowing. He's all knowing. You know, he's like the the wizard behind the the curtain. He knows everything. But instead of actually, you know, it's all facade, he actually has the tools and the ideas and the tips. And so we reached out to Prentice uh, St. Clair. Many of you guys know him. Uh, He is the owner of Detail in Progress. He is also an IDA recognized trainer. Um, And he does training all across the country. Um, both on the technical side of things, but also the business side of things. And so we thought it would be really good to bring his experience with our experience and put together a business 101 series to help you guys, especially that are newer in the industry, or maybe you're looking to transition to the next level. So welcome, Prentice. We're super excited to have you. Pay no attention to that man behind the curtain. That's right. <laughs> so, so you have all the answers. So we're we're coming to you to help us uh, help everybody that's tapped in. Yeah. No, all the answers are in those two file cabinets back there. I might have to uh, excuse myself and pull a file at some point. That's right. No. Well, yeah. well, and I think that's an important thing, right? You, we joke about having file cabinets of stuff, but really, what you have and we have is years and years of experience building and growing a business. And so I think a lot of you know new entrepreneurs, they come into detailing and they're like, where do I even start? Yeah, I'll tell you, it can be confusing. I just had a, a trainee, Jason Suzawa from uh, Hawaii, was here all last week and we did a five-day formal training, uh, which included obviously a lot of hands-on um, experience, but also we talked a lot about business and it really is interesting what people do, do and don't know about how to run a business. And, uh, you know, I will never claim to be a business expert. I haven't written any books. But what I have done is, like you guys said, I have experience um, from being with people in different sized businesses uh, around the country for uh, 22 years as a professional trainer in the industry. And, and I've learned a lot from those people. I've learned a lot from my own education, from the, um, the, the training and seminars that I've gone to over the years. And some of it, you know, when you're around it enough, it just becomes common sense. Like, here's what you got to do when you want to start a business, 
Okay. Right. It's not, it's not magic, but not everybody knows what that magic formula is. So that's where I think this can be a real benefit. This series, um, just helping people to, to, if nothing else, just become aware of some of the things they should be thinking about in running a business. And yes, yes. The, uh, detail and progress started, uh, I started full time in 1994 and, you know, I remember charging $70 for a complete detail. Um, you know, and I've come a long way since then and, and made some mistakes. Um, but through my own experiences and, and watching other people grow, um, I've learned a lot. So I, I'd love to share that and help people um, get through some of those hurdles and also make a list of some of the things they need to be thinking about to help them. Yeah. I mean, you can't you can't succeed if, if you if you don't approach uh, approach the business um, as a business. I mean, this this is not just washing and waxing cars. So. Right. People have to work on the business, not just in the business. And just for anybody that doesn't know Prentice personally or doesn't um, know the influence that you've had on tons of people, if you've ever taken the IDA's certification, uh, you have experience with Prentice's training because most of those training materials, you've put together the links and uh, a lot of the training itself that you go through for that certification is done by you. And, and I don't think a lot of people know that. So a lot of people have been influenced by you in the way that you organize training. So this is just kind of a natural thing to go into. Um, and, and like you were saying just then is that people, they work in the business, but does the business run them or do they run it? And that's kind right. of the difference. We want to run our own business and you want to, you want to be um, working on it and not just in it. Right. And, and, um, even though there are expenses involved in running a business legitimately, um, I, I would venture to say that businesses run legitimately tend to be much more profitable than businesses uh, run, you know, uh, back alley, um, you know, under the table, all that stuff. And I, I know we're all trying to save money, but at some point you got to buckle down and say, look, I want to be a serious professional and be part of being a professional uh, regardless of what industry you're in, is is uh, doing all the right business things. So, yeah. So, Lance, uh, looking ahead, what you know, we're the plan is is that we're going to release one of these once a month, so that people can look forward to them, plan plan their schedules around them because they really are designed to impact you, so that you can really grow and manage your business. What can we look forward to as part of this business series? Oh, sure. Yeah, I, I wrote a little outline on, on some of the topics that I'd love to cover. Um, before I say that, let me just say throw this one more thing. in. you know, as the chair of the membership committee of the IDA, um, we did a uh, member survey, member needs survey. And by far, the, the most common responses, um, you know, had nothing to do with uh, pandemic or coronavirus or being locked down. Most of it was we need business information. Right. So I'm hoping that this will be part of that, an answer to that question. And certainly in the IDA, um, we will be doing more webinars and more content on business, the business side of it. I think there's enough technical information out there with all the different uh, fantastic trainers and uh, YouTube videos that you could, you could blow your mind up with all that. So let's talk about the business stuff. So uh, this Business 101 series, um, we're going to talk about things like compliance, like uh, licensing and permits. And, and, you know, I remember once 
um, meeting a detailer and saying, hey, let's get together and talk about how we can help each other out and I'll buy you lunch. And by the way, bring a copy of your city business license and your insurance. And he said, city business license? I don't need that crap. Why would I pay for that? At that time, it was 34 bucks. Like, dude, if you don't have a business license, I don't even want to sit down and talk with you. Okay. So a city business license or county or state or whatever it is, um, in some states, they actually call it permitting. Um, You know, you just got to get that stuff in order. Just just knuckle down and get in order, order. And also legal operation. You know, what are some of the things you have to think about as you're out there working. So, for example, here in San Diego, and I'm sure it's pretty common in all of the, uh, of the states, is you're not supposed to work on a vehicle on a public road. So that's why we don't see people changing tires and uh, wrenching on cars um, at, as a regular business uh, parked in the street. Now, you go to the city of Mexico, Mexico City, which I've been to, and you will see that. You can pull up and have your tires changed right on the side of the road. Okay, we don't really want that going on in America, so we don't. We have laws against that, um, and it, it really, when you think about it, if I'm washing or, or doing anything detailing related to a car on the street, I'm breaking that law. So that's always been one of my <clears throat> personal things: is I will not work in the street. And so when I uh, go to a customer's house um, or, or I get a phone call and I'm going mobile, I say, "What well, is there a place for me to work in your driveway?" So those kinds of things, you know, uh, water collection is huge. We got to talk about that. Yep. Then the next big thing is is insurance, and I think um, people shy away from insurance because it can be expensive. But when you don't have insurance and you need it, it's really expensive. So, for example, um, in our particular neighborhood on the next door app, there's been a lot of reports recently of um, professionals having all the tools stolen out of their vehicles parked in the mm-hmm. street or sometimes even in their own driveway. And, you know, how many tens of thousands of dollars is that going to cost? Plus downtime. Yeah. You, know, if you have your tools, you can't work. But there's insurance to cover that. So at least you get your money back so you can go buy more tools. So plus, you know, what the worst case scenario, what if you crash a customer's car? All right. You got to have insurance for that. So yep. I saw a forum yesterday where a guy uh, burned through the roof of a hundred thousand dollar car and it cost him it cost him something like seventy thousand dollars to get it fixed. Because it had to be done by the factory. It was insane. If you yeah. don't have insurance, I could put you, I mean, you're done. Right. You're I done. hope that person had insurance. Otherwise, that's the end of his business. Yeah. No, he, he said done. it was a, yeah, he said it was a very expensive lesson, but yes, he had insurance. Yeah. That's what insurance is for. It's it's to protect you for the, the worst case scenario so that you can continue to have an income. All right. 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 So insurance, we'll talk about training, how important training is. And, you know, I'm a trainer in the industry. I don't care where you go you got to get formal training. Um, it took me a good three years, I think, to really get the experience and going to various seminars here and there, little things here and there, tech nights and whatnot, to get to the point where I really felt like I knew what I was doing as a detailer. And then you find out, guess what? There's always something new and there's always somebody that knows way more than you do. Um, the, the example I like to give is, is uh, in 2016, I think it was, 2017, I went to Rennie Doyle's five-day formal training program, and, you know, that is after being 20 years as one of the quote-unquote experts in the industry, I took 12 pages of notes. Wow. There was so much information that I learned from that training, and um, anytime I go to other trainings, I I always learn something new. So formal training, especially if you're you're new, you're thinking about it, or... um, 
even if you've got a couple of years under your belt, man, it'll blow your mind going to a good formal training uh, program. And the IDA has a complete list of recognized trainers. Um, each of them has their own programs, and you can you can go to, to any one of a number of fantastic training programs. Um, the next one is menus and pricing. That's really, really huge in this industry. There's a lot of mistakes made with menus. Typically, it's the menus are overcomplicated, uh, and the customer kind of gets a, a, a glazed look in their eyes as they're looking at your four-fold brochure with 16 different options. They're just like, <laughs> I don't know, which one of my card need? I don't know. So we got to work on that and pricing. You know, we can't talk about prices because of antitrust law, but we can talk about what you should be making on a per hour basis. Right. So then you go back to, well, how many hours does it take me to, to, to finish each one of these menu items? Then you, then you know how much you need to be charging. Okay. It's a very simple formula. Um, and, and jump in anytime guys, I'm just going to sort of rattle through these. Yeah. No, no you're, and, you're totally and, and good. I, I really appreciate what you you've already outlined because I think a lot of times, you know, when you look at all the forums, these are the consistent questions that we see. How much do you charge? Yep. Right? Are you doing training or not? Or should I get a CPA? Should I get yeah. an LLC or should I make, you know, how should I structure my business? And that's really the goal of this is to give you guys the information to help you structure your business for the best success. Right. And you just mentioned one that I'm sure a lot of question marks are going to come up when you go antitrust. What does that mean? You mean I can't talk to Jody about how much he charges and coordinate the price? Why not? So that, yeah. that's unknown. You can't. You can't do that. And so um, I think just just people people all the time, like you said, want to get training on business. I think one of the most valuable things they've got to do is they've got to be open to the idea that there's things you don't know. And when yeah. uh, there, there's, 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 a, I don't know anything. I'm, you know, just, but you've got to be open to that to, to, to be able to make a change. And um, I think that scares some people. Um, people think it's harder than it really needs to be. Like you're saying with the, with the licensing and the permits is just go get them. It's that easy. Yeah. Um, it's the same thing with all of this is you just got to be open to it and, and uh, take in the, the right training and the right people to listen to. Sure. And with many of these issues like insurance and um, menus and compliance and a lot of the other stuff we're going to talk about, there are experts available and some of it's available online too. Um, and, and that's where I go. Uh, I go to uh, my experience in the networking groups that I belong to like LATIP is huge because if you're a member of a LATIP or a BNI or some other chamber of commerce or something like that, you have access to 15, 20, 30, in my case, 70 people who have a different business expertise. And because you're in the club, you can call them anytime. Hey, I just got a quick question about, should I get an LLC or not? Okay, and they're not gonna right. charge you an hour's worth of time. So you have access to all this information. That's where a lot of my background information comes from, from being in those networks and, and talking to all those people and listening to their, their um, you know, seven minute, 10 minute talks every week about basic business stuff. So let's move on with this. The next big one is, is marketing, um, which is huge. Now, marketing is basically attracting and retaining customers. So it's whatever you do to get people to, to, to see that you're out there. Um, then you get into sales, which is once they see you and they contact you, what happens? Do you convert them into a paying customer or do they run away? 
All right. So that's sales. Yeah. And, and I think we, people get really hung up on that one is yeah. they're either in sales mode or in their they're in work mode and they don't understand that you have to be able to flow in and out of those. Yes. And you know, one of those big concepts is you're always selling. You're always the face of the business. If you're out there slinging crap on the internet, you're selling to a different crowd and you're not selling to somebody that's going to pay you. Right. Well, you never know where your customer is going to come from. That's the one I right. always say. You yep. could be standing in line in the bank. And if you've got a company shirt on and you're spewing out uh, expletives and uh, or complaining about your day or you're on the phone, well, that son of a got Josh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. you know, and that person's listening to you and they can see your, you know, best in automotive detailing on the back of your shirt. Yeah, they ain't calling you. Or you're on the freeway and you cut somebody off in your wrapped van that has your phone number all over it. That pisses me off. I usually get pick up the phone and call those people. I say, look, do you know that you just you just drove aggressively in front of me and you've got your business phone number all over your van? Like, what are you doing? You know, you yeah. can't do that stuff. So anyway, we're getting off on a sidetrack. So advertising, branding, image, logo, yeah. uniform, business cards, brochures, website, social media. Uh, all these issues, we, we could probably do a show on each one of them, but we'll try Absolutely. to condense it. Um, yeah. You know, community involvement, I, that's a big one for me. I just cut a check for $500 for the local uh, summer concert fund. And I do that every year because they put my banner up at the summer concerts. So everybody right. sees my name again in the community. Yeah, but it's a two-way street too. I mean, you're helping them; they're helping you, oh, yeah. and that's the thing. I mean, there's well, always it's always a mutually beneficial agreement yeah. whenever you well, support. Well, plus, we love going to those. We've been going to those for I don't know, 16 years or something. So they're fantastic. So yeah. of course, I'm going to support that. Um, customer care—that's a big one. Okay, once you've got that customer, what do you do with them? All right, it's one thing to have paying customers coming in through the door, but what you want is repeat customers. So we got to keep those customers coming in. So then we get, you know, you've done all this marketing and sales, then you get into scheduling. Oh, my God, how am I going to get the work done? All right. And I can tell you from being a mobile detailer, working hard on the road, get it, road. Um, <laughs> sometimes sometimes doing face plants while I'm working so hard. Um, I can tell you doing that straight for five years, I had a lot of experience in learning how to schedule things correctly. And it can be real simple things like, um, do you want to go all over the county every day? Or do you want to like focus your customers into, I'm going to be in this neighborhood on Monday. I'm going to be in that neighborhood on Tuesday. Okay. It takes time, but you got to get to that point. So think simple things like that. Um, customer records, you know, what, what information are you keeping about your customers? And I know I'm talking about some fancy software. Although if you want a fancy software, these guys have the fancy software, by the way, but if you don't have the money or the time or the effort for that, you can get a spiral notebook and take down all their information and you've got it whenever you need it. All right. That's how I started. Just writing things out in a spiral notebook. Do something. That's always my message. Do something to capture information. It's huge. Um, and then we can talk about the fancier stuff later. Booking, bookkeeping and accounting. Right. Uh, any business that's a legitimate business should know how much money they're making each month and how much money they're spending each month. And it's a, it's a profit and loss statement. You could do that in a in a spiral notebook. It doesn't have to be um, software, but when you get to the point, like I use QuickBooks and I'm constantly in my QuickBooks entering stuff and, and whatnot. And, and it's huge because at the end of the year, I, I print out a report for my CPA hand it to him and he takes care of everything and I don't have to do anything. In fact, I just give him a copy of the file and he makes adjustments and it's, it's fantastic. 
So yep, that's exactly what we do. And that's what I, I think the last time I heard a statistic was like over 80% of the small businesses use QuickBooks. So um, you can learn stuff from that. I mean, like you said, you can start out, something is better than nothing, yes. but you, you've got to do something because right. at the end of the day, you have got to keep your records and you've got to keep track of what you're doing because it, it you know, it, it's, it's not only legal, you have to do that, but it just helps you learn what you're doing. That's, that's making the most impact. Right. If you can look at your profit and loss statement and see where the income's coming from, you can quickly realize, wow, I'm spending a lot of time and effort on, for example, mobile washes, and I don't make that much money on them. So you can make a decision right. from that. That was one of my earliest decisions. One of the best ones I ever made is I doubled my price on mobile washes. I lost half my customers, but I was still making the same amount of money. And then I had all this extra time to do detailing, which was much more profitable. Right. So yeah, these, right. Are, these are the kinds of things that we're going to go into in, during the series. You're going to get these golden nuggets, you know. Um, so bookkeeping and accounting and, you know, what, what, how much of that do you have to do? Do you need a bookkeeper? Do you need an accountant? I don't know. We can talk about that. You know, um, I'll tell you the first time that I paid a professional accountant, he saved me $450. And, and then he went back to the previous year and said, oh, by the way, I'm going to get you another $450 from last year, too. OK, so that that like paid his fee back then that paid his fee like three times over. So is it worth it? Oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Plus, they'll give you advice on the things that you should be expending and not expending. Like he said, you should be taking a lot more people out to lunch, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, it, you know, people laugh about that, but you have to spend money to be a, a profitable business. You can't right. just call in the bank because it's going to come out of you as taxes. So, right. And that, so, gets, and that gets into a real big thing that, that we're going to talk about, you know, is money management. Yes, I mean, that is a on, lot, on the list. You know, I was just looking at your list. <laughs> yep. I'm like, yep. a lot of you know companies they really struggle with the money management side of things. Yes, and unfortunately, you know, in this country, our educational system, we don't talk about that. We don't talk about simple things like um, homekeeping, um, balancing a checkbook, looking at your statement, what to look for. You know, we used, there used to be classes in, in high school that taught you all that stuff. I remember it in junior high school, we had, we had a class, we had um, it, it checks and deposit slips. We had to learn how to do all that stuff. So, yeah. you know, um, we need to talk about basic money management uh, from the standpoint of business and also personal uh, finances. Um, you know, right. your business should be funding your lifestyle. And so what kind of lifestyle do you want? And what's it going to take uh, money management wise to achieve that? Okay. Right. Right. And, and the just, important thing there is you just mentioned it without mentioning it is there's your business and there's your personal and yes. the money has to stay separate. When you start yes. combining those and getting into a thing, then you've got a problem. So we'll, we'll go into that yeah. later on. We'll talk about why that's a problem because it is. Yeah. And then another great decision I made years and years ago before I was even doing detailing full time, I realized I need to have a separate checking account for, you know, all this extra money I was making on the weekends. And it was huge because it really, guided my mind to, oh, this is my detail and progress income, and I'm only going to take out of that when I need to, but I'm going to keep it there and then uh, build my business from that money. That's the seed money. So huge, huge point. Thank you, yeah. Rob. Um, so then we'll get into things like supply, working on your, your, your supply network for getting your detail and chemicals and equipment um, and what you can do to, to streamline that. And to make sure you never run out of stuff, that's a that's a big thing in our industries. You know, you run out of, of uh, tire dressing in the middle of the day. Like, that should not happen. 
All right. If you, if you have your supply correct, uh, I know that there, there are operators, there's a, a, a supplier, a distributor in um, east of L.A., and he says the guys come in and buy one coating kit. They drive like 50 miles to buy one coating kit because they have a coating that day. I'm like, dude, what are you doing? You just spent 50 miles in gas. You need to buy three or four of them. And if you can't afford to buy three or four of them, you better look at your prices because something's wrong. Okay. Right. Right. Yes. Right. Sorry, I, I'm real passionate about this stuff. Yeah. No. No. It's, that's that's uh, comes it comes yeah. down to like you know uh, supplies and inventory and the proper levels for what you do and looking at your looking at your past history if you've been in business for a couple of years or even a year and how much do you actually use how much how many how much of this particular product do you use so that you don't run out and in the C store world they call that par values right how oh. much. How much coating, how much tire dressing, how much wash do I need to have on hand every week, every day, every month, every year? And then right. project that out. That's part of planning for your business. And it all rolls together. I mean, you're going to have to pay for that. So that's where you come into the money management. And how are you going to pay for that is how your pricing is set up so that you're not just – you've got to cover your supplies. Yeah, the Coating can't just cover, oh, I, I paid myself. Well, if your supplies, your rags, your gas – your tires, the wear and tear on your vehicle, clothing, your time, all of that rolls into how much it costs you to do that. Exactly. So you just put it all together. Okay, I'm going to leave. I'll see you guys later. (laughs) Rod's got it covered, man. That's awesome. It's true. It all works together. So if you're you're frustrated in your business, pay attention to this series because we're going to solve some of those problems for you. Um, maintenance, maintenance is, is huge. Um, uh, I, I use steam a lot and I had an opportunity to, to get my hot water extractor out the other day. It wouldn't work because I hadn't done any maintenance on it for several months. I hadn't touched it for several months. So I had to actually break out some tools and, and take it apart and figure out what's going on. Wasn't a big deal, fortunately, but it really, re- um, refreshed my memory that like, duh, idiot. You're the one that teaches this stuff. You should run some system maintainer through that before you park it in the garage for a long time um, because you don't know how long it's going to be before you use it again. So um, little things like that. Uh, Then planning. Planning is huge. Um, And I'll tell you, the times that I make mistakes in my schedule and I make mistakes, okay, I forget things. um, I double book people. You know, you got text, you got email, you got social media, all these contacts coming in, people wanting this and that, the other thing. Sometimes it just gets confusing. And and but if you take the time to go through your calendar and all the different things, take take a little time each day, get your daily planning down. You're going to reduce those mistakes and um, make your life more uh, or what am I trying to say? Less stressful. Okay, more Mm -hmm. stress free. Uh, then there's weekly planning, you know, where you actually look out your whole week and you say, okay, what's going on this week? Oh, look, I've got that job on Friday. I need to buy an extra supply for that. I got to figure out when I can get over to the distributor or order something online or whatever. So weekly planning can be huge. And then there's there's annual planning too. Like, what do you want to accomplish this year? What are your goals? Um, you know, that can be huge. And then you get into the whole concept of exit strategy. We've heard that term, exit strategy. The E-Myth is a great book if you want to read about the pitfalls of owning a, a business and, and a, a lot of mistakes that people make. You know, um, there is this concept of building a business to sell it, and, and right. that's, that's a great thing. Um, I'm not sure how well detailed businesses sell per se. I don't, I don't know if it's a strategy that, that attracts a lot of people to uh, detailing as a business, 
but it's certainly possible, especially if you have a storefront and it's well branded and you've got all kinds of different services going on there. You certainly could look at selling that. But then there's just the idea of, am I going to do this for the rest of my life? All right. I'm 57 and I still work on cars. I've got a couple out uh, ready to go right now. Um, and I'll tell you, sometimes I'm kind of tired, but um, I, I'm the kind of person where I'll probably work the rest of my life because I can't see just sitting around. <laughs> um, but that's that's me. Other people don't want to work the rest of their life. A friend of mine has a um, uh, what do you call it? advertising specialties company, and she is two years younger than I am. She just announced that she's retiring. Good for so, her. Yeah. <laughs> she set up her plan years and years ago. To, to make a certain amount of money and put a certain amount of money away with her businesses. She has two of them um, so that she could retire at age 55 and she accomplished that. So those things That's are crazy. possible, but mm -hmm. it takes a lot of planning and um, discipline. Uh, so that's where we'll talk about the planning side of it. Yep. And, and then obviously continuing education, we're going to talk about the importance of that as well and where, where you get that continuing education and why you want to do it. Yep. Oh, that's, that's awesome. That's well, awesome. I, I'm so excited because, I mean, as you can tell, I mean, that is a syllabus packed <laughs> full of information for you guys that are trying to build your business. And I think I would like to extend the invitation to you guys that are listening is if there's specific questions that you have, please make sure that you DM us, send us an email or post them in the comments and we'll call through those and make sure that we address those as part of this series. So. I'll sharpie it on my head. So I remember to tell you. <laughs> if you need more space, my mind's clean. So right. So well, yeah, I'm, I'm excited about this because like you said, there's a ton of people that want this information and there's, there's uh, it's, it's not rocket science, but it is, you have to be open to it. And, and I think people have to be flexible in all these areas. Um, you may think that, man, I'm going to go to dealerships and I'm going to be the mobile guy and I'm going to do two cars a day and make a killing. And you're going to have to be flexible to different situations because things yeah. change, uh, processes change, um, products come out that make it faster and easier and more efficient. And that can be a good thing and a bad thing. So, you know, People have to be flexible, and I think this, yeah. this is a great this is a great collection and a great overview. And I think at the end of this, we're going to have a ton of people uh, that have a lot of questions answered. So that's that's oh for favorite. sure. And I want to say one more thing for those of you listening who maybe um, have been in business for a while uh, and think, yeah, well, I know all this stuff. I'll tell you what: uh, when I go to other people's seminars, even even on stuff that uh, that I think I know a lot about it, I always learn one or two things, and it's. That's the important thing is, is um, it's sort of like a, um, a check for your business. Do we have everything checked off, a checklist? Yeah. Like, are we yep. doing this? Are we doing that? No, we're not doing that or we're not doing it right. And so let's, let's shape that up. So for sure. Well, we are super excited to begin this journey with you. We want to thank you for being part of it and uh, look forward to uh, meeting with you over the next couple of uh months because i mean <laughs> the list is long right we can't yeah. get this all in i mean we could probably do it 12 weeks in a row and still have time to do it but yeah we want to extend this over so that we can give you guys the, the tools that, to really help your business so thank you for joining us on this and um please make sure to reach out to uh prentice if you have any specific questions or me and rod we're always here to help you and we will check you guys Right here on Rotafest Detail Memoirs. See ya! <laughs>